All right. Well, hello, everybody. Draskel here from 10knorm.com, where my main focus is to help guide heart-centered entrepreneurs under 10K months to transcend the blind spots, keeping them from thinking, feeling, acting, and authentically marketing so they can normalize their own version of 10K months. And for today's episodes, we have another Real Talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur who's on their way towards their own 10K norm. And we have some real talk about what's currently their biggest challenge towards their 10K norm. And in that, what we explore is who they are, why they do what they do. And live on the call, I get to help them get out of their own way on a challenge that they're currently experiencing towards their 10K norm. And my guest today is none other than uh, Cohen, who is a life coach. And uh, one of the cool things that I like was a highlight for me when I initially got him uh, like his submission form on the show and we got, got to know each other. Uh, he's got a very broad experience, which I think he brings into his coaching from engineering to design to having a media production company in, you know, 93 before I think most people knew what a media production company was, at least not like it is now. Um, and woven into that, this big like understanding and interest in people's behavior, what their potentials are, what their dreams are, and most importantly, and very much related to what we do here at 10K Norm is like, why do they not go and grow into their potential? So I know there's a lot of cool things that we have going on with regards to talking about. I know he also brings things in from indigenous and ritual transitions, uh, which is very interesting for somebody coming from engineering background. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I would like to welcome Cohen to the show. So welcome. Yeah, thank you, Dresco, to having me on your show. It's uh, good to hear what you're telling about my story, because it reminds me about why did I start the whole journey to being a life coach. And I started with the engineering, but that was starting to be an, a teacher in engineering. So it's always a people business. And the main part I uh, noticed in my media production times, back in the days, the internet was just starting, you know, and first there was the intranet, just only for the company inside, and then the internet. But the biggest problem was a lot of jobs were just closing because the computers are taking it over. So there was a lot of resistance in the people to just follow the rules of the company and the strategies and there i found well oh how can i really inspire those people to see those new possibilities that are there and create their own way in working with it and working together so from the start i was always engaged with people and what they do and why they do it what makes them tick I love it because there's so much, even just that one sentence, I think there's so much um, like layers and things that we can go into. I mean, you're like the OGs of the internet, you know, so I think this is a, <laughs> this is a very cool place to start. And uh, what stands out for me as you share that is this sentiment of things are changing, right? The internet's coming in, technologies taking away jobs, and this is always such a hot topic in terms of like espousing fear and like it's all over and it's, it's going to be, you know, terminators everywhere. Yeah. Um, but what I hear is like, you saw that as the opportunity to help people evolve beyond things that, you know, can be automated with technology. So yes. what I'm curious about is 
you saw that and then what was your experience of actually diving into that well uh, first of all i really like to automate because i don't like to do uh, things twice when i have done it i understand it i know i can do it but why have to do it again so when i learned about scripting and automating i saw whoa the computer is working for me so i've got free time so i can um, experience new things so that's what I really loved about automation. And when people saw, well, my job is gone. Well, not only your job is gone, there are new jobs created. So you can evolve again, be inspired again, and then see your new ways of working. And I always have that vibe. That's, that's I think I've born with that. Just the vibe of being creative, being uh, on the ball. And when I saw people just, uh, getting in resistance, not wanting the change. I say, well, there's a possibility. And I could inspire them. And I saw they got really interested when they could see they are creative in working with computers, working with the internet. And there's more possibilities to create their own jobs. And that's what I really love to do, to inspire people to get alive again and, and take those steps. Absolutely. And I love that you bring that up because, you know, traditionally, I think just like say accountants or like engine, like those are the usual two, you know, industries or jobs that people always think of as like boring, but, you know, I always think of it as like, it can be as boring as anything that you do, right? It's the passion that you bring into it, the creativity. Like if you think about all of the major kind of societal jumps have been due to creative solutions involving engineering type tasks. So I, I love that you go into this is an opportunity for human evolution that ends up taking the vehicle of engineering problem solving and, you know, these say more, you know, argue like masculine energy type um, <laughs> sentiments. Yeah. Um, but I still think that there's a big uh, opportunity in them. And I agree with you on that. And I, the reason I bring this up is because you said, okay, like people are panicked. You saw the opportunity. You wanted to uh, inspire them to do something about the gap that exists. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if you can share more, you know, like, was it about inspiration? Was it about getting them to change? Was it about behavior change? Like, what was your process on instilling that inspiration practically? Well, practically, um, when I saw the job and the change in the job, I saw the opportunities they couldn't see. So I got as inspired from these are the possibilities they're created now. You can dive into it and create an, another level, level in this business and you're on top of it. So because there are a lot of new jobs created by the new technologies that the managers, even the bosses didn't know about. So people on, on the work floor they could really be an asset to the company and create their own jobs. But that was a mindset. Now people were um, used to get their job done the same way from nine till five and they know the rhythm of it and that's safe. But I like to be in the danger zone because there's the action. There, yeah. So that's what I bring in, uh, helping people to go for the danger zone because in the danger zone there is the energy for change and possibilities i love it 
and as you were speaking the the like image or the memory that came back to me to kind of i guess maybe reflect this is i don't know if you're familiar uh it might be like a comic online that you could find uh but certainly like a story but it's it's basically one where these uh these two salespeople they, they sell shoes and for whatever reason they're sent to like a remote village to you know sell them shoes and one salesperson gets there and he's like oh my god like nobody wears shoes here and he calls back to to the companies like this is ridiculous such a waste of time nobody's like nobody wears shoes and then it flips to the other guy and he's like same thing he calls the companies like you're not going to believe it nobody here wears shoes like there is so much opportunity here for us to sell shoes yeah. right so as you were speaking that's exactly reminded me of like it's how mm -hmm. you look at what is in front of you it's not the circumstances that matter it's how we react to them and this is actually one of the core uh principles that i teach me you know, my clients in 10k norm it's like you know what is in front of you is reality but it's how we relate to the reality that actually determines you know the results that we create within that reality so you create I, your own walls correct and, and it's just about the mindset that's the start point of everything you create your own world what you see is totally different what i see and that's yeah. normal but we think we see the same things and that's not true absolutely it's all true mm -hmm. <laughs> just who is it true for right yeah. so i once was in a, in, in training and they told me if something is not working there's something you don't know so a lot of people think i'm failing i'm not capable of it no no if something is not working there's something you don't know hmm so i can teach myself i can find a coach i can find somebody that does know and then i can do it so that's really one of the core essence of people are are they teachable are they coachable then it's possible to really strive and get to the next level absolutely so is that what you've brought into your work now like i'm assuming now your your main aspect like is it the life coaching or is it more of the like systems design and things like that well it's both because um when i st uh, started to uh, coach and group coaching and getting people uh, alive again and interested again in to strive for more and i also noticed they need tools to create their own business with it so and in an online business and getting uh, authority getting known, you need to know what's happening online and how you can create it or even hire some people. So I always combinated it. First, getting yourself out of the way, your mi new mindset, new goals, new strategy, and really feeling this is what I am supposed to do on this earth. This is my goal. This is where I want to go for. And then getting all the tools to really create it, manifest it. So I always taught people also to do that, create their own websites, create their own marketing, create their own photo, photo shoots, videos, that kind of stuff. So that was all always interconnected. Got it. So it's more of the not just give a man a fish, but teach a man a fish sentiment, right? It's not just I'm going to do the implementation for you. I want you to understand how to actually work these things beyond me. Yeah, first, first, they, they need to really uh, admire the sea in, instead of making boats. 
mildly longing for the sea and then they got the spirit and then giving them tools well then they will work on it because it's it's their vision and that's the big difference got it so it sounds to me like what you do is you actually facilitate the manifesting or the you know creation of whatever it is that yeah. the individual um actually yes in, kind of in, in three levels you, you have the, the do it yourself way so you get trains and you get systems do it with me eh? do it with done for you is the next level and you just give it out of hands but the, the do it with me i like the most because if somebody's really inspired i get new ideas Mm. They, they 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 teach me too so it's interconnected i'm not only the coach you know it's 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 working together on a big vision and when and, and when that's there then there's a lot of inspirement and then there the flames are just really firing up got it so it's beyond just i, I mean i don't want to say simple implementation of the like online automation tools and things that like run <laughs> especially that yeah. the, the the dull implementations of tools that's no got it it's working with the individual on their vision how that's going to help them execute the vision and creating it mm -hmm. kind of what yeah. we spoke about i think before like we started recording like you make your business to facilitate your life you don't get a business to just have you know a much more stressful job um <laughs> especially that, that. yeah uh, what is your fastest way to to really get your uh, your online potential out of there so you can reach your goals got it love it and yeah that is certainly as far as like scaling is concerned and and i think uh having actually done some implementation work for people prior to moving and doing 10k norm mm -hmm. um i know from first-hand experience, there are a lot of misconceptions that go into that world in addition to obviously a lot of benefits. I'm just curious from your perspective, what do you find people uh, often overlook? And it might be at different stages of business. I don't exactly know 100% who you work with, but uh, what are the common ones that come up? Uh, the, the main thing they um, overlook is seeing the it from the perspective of the client. Mm. You know, they, they, they have experience, they have knowledge, they know uh, stuff and they like to talk about it, but nobody is looking for that. You know, the clients, they have a problem, they want a solution and that's what they only want to hear. So if you're really going to sit on the chair of your client and look at it from their perspective, then you see a lot of things that are really uh, crucial so getting them on the right seats to look at themselves, at their, um, the way of the, how they work, how the company is uh, scaled out, how the strategy is. And then they can see, oh, this is not the way it works. This is not the way it will work. And if I do it this way, I will not be happy because that's not the way I want to work. Because I got the wrong customers. Yeah, I get money, but I got the wrong customers because I have to work all day on dull projects. So really getting the core out of the business owner, but also viewing from the perspective of the client, what they really need, what's the core problem they have, and what is the solution that really will get them their, their results. I love that you bring that up there because in like 10K norm, when we get to the authentic marketing piece, mm -hmm. you know, I always talk about this in terms of meeting your people where they're at. 
right? So oftentimes we as professionals or as coaches are so caught up in like the solution, the process, our brain just automatically goes into, well, this is what you need to do. This is how it's done. That it's such a hard, it's not necessarily disconnect. It's just that that's how we're wired and that's what we look at. But it's such a hard step to transition into really being empathetic about, well, where is my client at? Where is my prospect at? How do I connect with them in a way that's going to help me matter to the people that Mm -hmm. actually need me most? And in my opinion and in experience, it is these skills that we have as coaches that when, you know, reshifted, reallocated, can be used to effectively like execute on that empathy of like really understanding um, who is on the other side of the computer, like who is the person on the other side of the computer. So my question to you is, how have you found for you to like be able to extract that from your clients? Because you're kind of working in two degrees of separation. You're working with the actual business owner and getting them to see their clients. So it's like you're working on two different empathetic fields what's what's your different level well the 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 main part of it is a lot of failures a lot of failures being really on onto it and trying to help people but not hearing the question behind the question because normally they come with a problem but that's not the issue the issue is something different and uh, the client don't know what is the real issue but they try to explain it to you from what is their problem and you can create a solution for that. But if you do it like that, then you create only a solution for the problem that's uh, on the table, but under the table, there are the real problems. It's not seen. And what is really uh, crucial to, to get that on the table. So I had a lot of failures um, that I created uh, and sales funnels, whole processes, but didn't really get the the main problem fixed so everything was laid out everything is working like planned but the start of the whole plan was the wrong answer for the wrong question because that was not the question that was in hand so digging into the um, realms of the inner world of your client and getting out what is really there What's really their desires, really their fears, really what they are wanting to get into the world and look with a real good loop on that. Got it. And I'm so glad you bring that up for multiple reasons. Like number Mm -hmm. one is it sounds to me, people get into this loop of winning the game they shouldn't have been playing at the (laughs) to begin with, right? So you a lot of time invested into winning the game, the funnel works correctly, everything's set up properly, the automations are firing, right? Everything's tagged, everything's good, but it's not actually getting me closer to what it is that I want. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I learned the hard way through my previous business. It's something that, you know, I've had mentors as well, like speak about quite a bit. And this whole idea I learned from Nick Peterson, who's also a brilliant, um, you know, business consultant and, for me, what I like about your answer is that it's you know ex- extremely honest, right? It's like, yeah, like I screwed up quite a bit because yeah. you know I should have pushed, and I'm assuming here, but I should have pushed harder to be like, is the are these assumptions true? Is this really who you're working for? Is this really what they want? And not only accurate, 
it's not only the pushing because I didn't know. You know, mm. I had to learn that the hard way. And um, what a lot of people don't know, if if you jump on uh, a game, eh? and it's not your game, but you jump on that game, the whole world on that game becomes your world. So you're trapped in the world in a game you don't want to play, but you're playing it, and you're you're stuck there. So if you get into real estate, the whole world is going about real estate. You're going into the world of coaching. The whole world is about coaching. So you read coaching, you eat coaching, you think about coaching, you meet coaches, you meet coaches. So the whole world is, yeah, the world at that moment, but it's not the real world. It's just one of the possibilities. And to step out of that, that's not easy. No, it's definitely not easy. And, you know, in that instance, I'm speaking also from personal experience because so just as a bit of background for yourself and maybe some of the people that don't know. So I owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years and I closed that down right before Corona started. And then I was kind of in this space of all of last year and going into this year of not just personal growth that has kind of led into this whole 10K norm bit. Uh, but also pivoting. And I actually pivoted towards doing uh, similar things that you're doing, which is I started running uh, Facebook ads for other coaches online, building out their funnels and, you know, started seeing success there. But I also kind of woke up and realized, even though I have now clients on retainer, this is the wrong game for me to play, right? I wasn't honest with myself because I think I still had like you know, PTSD from being in coaching for so long. And then it like kind of crashed and burned. And, you know, what am I going to do now? But that whole crash afterwards of realizing I didn't want to be here. Like I like geeking out on these things. I enjoy doing them, but it wasn't really my authentic yeah. calling. That's when it kind of shifted. And that's when I started putting all of this uh, attention onto 10K norm and, you know, really diving deep. And I do want to coach people so that they can authentically market. And a lot of that comes with exactly what you said pausing getting honest with the game that you want to play taking and creating space to become empathetic about what like if i show up in my most authentic way how do i go about actually transforming the people that need me most and then getting good at communicating that piece and it's so glad that you mentioned as well because i think so many coaches and heart-centered entrepreneurs will be like, well, I just need a funnel. I just need to run a Facebook <laughs> yeah. group. I just need to do this thing. More, 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 more. But it's still Correct. the same world. Just, just what you told, um, having that weight loss uh, uh, training, coaching uh, business, everything is about that. So it's hard to see different. So a crash, having a crash is most time, it's not nice, but it's the best way to get out of it. You know, yep. that's, that's the way why I uh, started in um, the shamanic traditions, in the rituals and the ceremonies, where they um, provoke a crash, but it's in a safe environment. So you can step out of your life, step out of the world you think you're in, and it is your world. And then you can see, like an observer, what, what is really important for me. And what's important for my family, what's important for my friends, what's important for the city, the country, the, the whole world. So you, you get a totally different perspective on who you really are. And then you will take different uh, choices. It's, so well, I, mean, I would love to hear more about your, um, you know, the 
experiences you've had with, you know, shamanic healings and things like that. Cause I actually just a few weeks ago had my first um, plant medicine ceremony. So I, oh, which one? Know, I, I did psilocybin. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was quite, quite the experience. Um, so maybe we can go into that as well. Uh, but I'm curious, like, is this something that you've done multiple times? Have you trained other okay. shamans? Like what's your many years now? Um, I think that's maybe 20 years ago, oh, about 20 years ago, I started uh, to be an, uh, a participant on a, a man's course to really find out what's to be a man, what's to be a father, what's to be having children, because I had two children. Uh, my father was always working, so I didn't have a real connection with him. And now I have a no son. So what do you do? Uh, there's no handbook of being a father, how to raise a son. And there was an, an ad in the newspaper, the journey of the man and find out about your father and your connections. So I went to that uh, training and there they had sweat lodge, there they had fireworks. And there I really noticed to step out of your small life and have the possibility to observe yourself. And then I really got into that. I become a, a, a trainer in a men's training in fire. Uh, uh, walks in sweat lodge but also the other ceremonies i met a lot of uh, shamanic uh, people from all over the world because in, in in holland there's a lot of connections and they can easily travel here and do their ceremonies so i learned a lot of that and then i created uh, different courses to first get the mindset right but also get your inner core right and dare to get out of this normal life to see yourself on a totally different level. And then you also have like the psychobillion um, ceremonies, but all ayahuasca, iboga, uh, peyote, uh, all that stuff. But really in a in safe environment and with a goal to look behind the wall of your own blindness. And th th that's profound to have that connection I totally agree. Um, you know, obviously I don't have a lot of comparisons because I've only done, you know, this one and it's still pretty early from when I did it. Uh, mm -hmm. But I completely understand the the, the lifting of the veil. Um, in many ways, I would say it's kind of an accelerated, more intense, more focused version of what good coaching does, which is it allows you the space to this not say disassociate but let's say disattach from mm -hmm. the bullshit that stands in the way yeah. of your core self mm -hmm. and upon reconnecting with that kind of give you the choice of what you want to do next with yeah. it um that's you know if i had to summarize it in, in an analogy that's how i would summarize my um interpretation of what happened um how does that land for you like would that be something that you would agree with disagree with yes it's, it's um you know um a lot of people are like in their car, driving really fast, going somewhere, but they never step out of the car, looking at the car, where did I come from, where I'm going to, is this what I want, is this what is needed? So to step out of your car and just relaxed, there's no rush, there's no deadline, oh, this is not the right car, it's not the right way, not the right direction. and. That's what you can do with those shamanic rituals, but also with meditation, 
with, with all kinds of different levels to just to um, pause and, and try to step out of the life you think you have and look beyond. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's very important to create a daily ritual to have that just as even if a small moment in, in day to do that before you go rush into your work again. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, I mean, it's always easier said than done, which I think is why it's so valuable, right? That 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 creating that presence, creating the space uh, to do that um, is also a key part of my coaching because that's something that I encourage um, coaches to do. And we have, you know, because we work a lot on the thinking, feeling and acting aspect of normalizing 10K months. And a lot of that is if I'm going to manage my emotions, if I'm going to manage my thoughts, that arise when I try to do the, the moves and the things that will move me forward, it is that, right? Like you said, it's, it's creating the space for me to see, is this the right car? Is this the right thought? Is this really my thought? Is this really what's going to align me with the actions that are going to produce the results that I want? Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree with you that the that facilitated environment with you know psychedelics or whatever is a very concentrated effect of that. But putting it into practice day to day is, I think, what gives the compound effects of, you know, like a lot of the success stories you hear with these substances. Yeah. But also yeah. it's important to, to do it in a group uh, because the problem we have, you can't see yourself. It's not possible. You can look in the mirror, but still there's your eyes, your mindset, your feelings looking at you, at your world. So there are a lot of things you can't see you can't hear you can't feel and only in a group you can recognize another that's doing the same you're doing and then seeing the impact of that and then oh my god that's the impact of that guy that's not good i'm doing the same oh god i have to change that in my world so we need to reflect on each other in a group and that's what i like in the the tribal settings there are a lot of ceremonies where you can create that and there you can have a lot of uh, aha moments, you know, the oh shit moments we call it, because then you see, oh God, what, I'm doing that for years now. Now I can see that's, that's not the way. Thank you. For, thank you for showing me that. Well, Cohen, I mean, I, we didn't plan the segue, but that, that's a perfect segue into uh, exactly the, the reflection, right? Yeah. I, I think the part of the reason, as I told you before we started this call and, and why I'm doing these segments is in the witnessing of another, we actually witness ourselves, right? So this yes. dialogue, this, this, you know, presentation, whatever you want to call it, really is all about seeing myself, if I'm the listener, seeing myself into what is being discussed and, and what reality is presenting back to me. And that I think is the effect of like, you know, listening, but with regards to like, facilitating that reflection back obviously to me that that's a big core of what coaching is mm -hmm. um and getting back to the segue piece so what is it that you feel like is standing in your way what is your challenge towards your 10k norm right now well at, at this moment because of the co corona a lot has changed and, and when the corona started uh, we had a venue where we could train about 300 people uh, it has streaming video, it has uh, graphic studios, it was totally complete. But that was shut down because we couldn't give any group sessions anymore. So we can't, couldn't hold that venue. So 
the business totally changed. So at that moment also, um, um, I was uh, divorcing my wife. Uh, my parents are really getting old and, and my father has severe dementia, so he needs help. So a lot of changes in a short period were coming my way and I need to cope with them. And then I panicked. What to do? I need to create a new business. I need to create an affiliate market. I, I need to create my uh, media production uh, company again. I need to get all things running and running. So there are too much angles to hold on. So I had too, how do you call it? Too much uh, playgrounds to play with, but not really focused. That went on about half a year, three quarters of a year. And again, I started to um, partner up and create some business together. And then I settled down and then I got some good training, some good coaches. And now I'm really feeling, okay, I'm getting focused again, what my core essence is. But at this moment, uh, I have partnerships that are um, great partnerships, but the, um, the revenue is just after three to six months. So I really love that work because it's a very good idea and it's a big, great business. But I noticed that I also need, uh, there needs to be revenue now. So I will look uh, where do I get a, a new uh, project? No, no, I need to get my focus back on the big picture because that's where I want to go. But I need to have my money this month also this week. Now I need to, so I noticed that I'm switching between that. So the, the main goals, they're steady. They're really good. And there's a lot of perspective in that. But the revenue is also later on. So there I feel mm, stretched, focused, really getting on. And then again, oh, no, panic. Oh, I need to do it. And that's what I'm, that's why it's, at this moment it's not 10K. Because I need a lot of time for that project. We need to build a, a really good business. But so that's where I'm in at this moment. Got it. Well, first of all, was thank you for sharing because I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, it's like when one thing crashes, it, sometimes it can feel like a nuclear effect, right? Like you said, it was not only did my business crash, but like my relationship and like, what am I going to do next? And so many questions, the world's going down, like it's just everything, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you slowly pull a bandaid off. It's like, it's a gash across the board. There's no bandaid. It to was a nuclear explosion. Yeah, nuclear explosion is definitely how it felt to me, like just having you reflect it back. So I just want to commend you for A, sharing that and B, going through that, because I know it's not uh, an easy thing to go through. And, you know, while my circumstances were different, I had a very similar experience um, at the beginning of 2020 as well. So I, I understand the, the, the emotional turmoil that mm -hmm. that takes. Um, and then with regards to your positioning right now, if I could just ask some clarifying questions. So yeah. the partnership you mentioned, uh, the revenue coming three to six months, that's okay. Well, with this partnership and the things that we're building, the revenue is expected to be coming later, not right now. And it's what do I do to make the revenue right now? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And with that partnership, I'm assuming it's what you mentioned at the beginning of the call, like you do the automations, the funnel building, like, is that your role in this? Yes. Okay. 
Got it. So in that case, um, because you have this whole, um, it sounds to me like the, the shiny object syndrome, right? Like I go there, I could go there. I should do affiliate market. I should do this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So knowing that that's kind of the issue, knowing what you need right now, knowing, you know, where the money is coming in a few months, I would actually bring it back to what you said at the beginning, which is, you know, where people see, um, you know, problems, I see opportunities. So what opportunities would you see for yourself given where you're at right now? Well, that's also a problem. I see too many opportunities and that's distracting. Okay. You know, like, like the, the shiny objects. Oh, that's a, that's a quick fix. That's a good revenue for this month, but still it takes time. And then um, you can only have, you, you need to have hundred percent focus on the, the goal you you're heading for got it so it sounds like there's two conflicting kind of beliefs or thoughts is one yes. is i need to be 100 percent focused to move whatever forward and the other one is there's just too many opportunities i need and to know which fixes. one to pick yeah you know and and both there are um, always in conflict you have two good things it's not one is bad and one is, uh, is, is not good now two good things to do and that's the conflict Mm-hmm. Because it's good to have a quick fix and have your your uh, bread on table, but it's also yeah. good to focus on the the great goal, the the big the the main goal. Got it. So, in that case, and we can obviously go deeper into this, but it sounds to me like there is, so there's an element of the emotional management, which is. And, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but there is the like, oh my God, like I just got like, this This sounds like it could be good. There's this kind of that like nervous go, go, go energy with the quick <laughs> fix. And then there's like the steady, okay, I know this is the long game. I just need to hold on. Like I need to, so there's the, the conflicting energies in terms of this is how I emotionally feel. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently there's the managing of the thoughts on, you know, what we just said, right? I need the opportunities are everywhere. I need hundred percent focus. Yes. Uh, so would that be accurate as far as your internal um, state when you go through these? Yeah. Okay. And if, and this is an if, but if you had one thought that connects all of that together, what might it be? And if there's none, then there's none. We'll just go with that. Time. Time. Okay. So what about time specifically? I would love to stretch it. <laughs> okay. Like 84 hours into in one hour. <laughs> so I would love to stretch time. So 84 hours into one hour. Mm-hmm. And what would you do if you could do that? Then I then then it then it's fixed. <laughs> so let's let's define that further. What's it then it's fixed so what, what would it be and um, all the processes that needs to be in place to um, get this uh, business going okay so let's define that further what processes would those be that needs to be the the onboarding funnels the sales funnels the webinar funnels the email okay. sequences on that and that would be your actual contribution to the project correct mm-hmm Okay. Is there other people involved that need their pieces as well? Yes, there are uh, other people involved. Okay. So is it true then that if 
you had 86 hours condensed into one and could complete your whole thing, your funnels, your processes, et cetera, is it still true that that would actually ensure the launch of this project? Yes, it's um, the problem I see in it, that the overall vision of the whole project is very um, difficult to translate and to get into uh, workflows for other people. Right. So it comes down to, again, even if I did all of the pieces that I am responsible for doing, there are still pieces that are outside of my control with responsibilities of other oh, people. No, 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 I, no, 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 I couldn't, no, I could do it all, but yeah, I could do it. No. Okay. And if you had it all done, 86 hours into one, could you press the launch button and there would be money? Yes, <laughs> Got it. Okay. So then if that would solve all of your problems, do you really have a quick fix or focus problem or you have a keep the goal to goal problem? And not, no. No, the, um, the best would be if I could delegate it. Okay. So where does delegation fit into this whole thing when prior it was if I had 86 hours in one yeah, well, hour? That's the same. You, you create more time in, in, in one hour. If you got uh, four people, you got four uh, jobs done in one hour. Okay. Got it. So it really just comes down to the more I can close the gap between this thing is at where it's at and it needs completion, then we can start making money with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And does it all fall on your shoulders or it's somebody else's, like somebody else needs to be in it to, to actually move this whole thing forward? Well, there's, there's, you've got the, the, the technology part and the strategy part and you've got the sales part and that's not in my hands that i don't need to do got it so if you built out all of the infrastructure and there was no sales would you still move forward no because we need the sales also that's the partnership got it so now we come back to even if you could compress 86 hours into one yeah and you completed everything the project ultimately is still dependent at least to some degree onto somebody else Yes, but he's very capable. And that's, that's, that's fine, right? And this is more about focusing on the pieces that you control. And the reason why I'm asking these questions is if your initial problem is, well, I've distracted by too many things or I need to focus. And then the subsequent question was, well, you know, what connects all those things together? Well, it's just time to complete my part of the project. Mm -hmm. From the outside looking in, it seems pretty obvious what the next steps are. And I'm curious, what is it about that that you don't find obvious? Or how does that land for you when I reflect it to you? Like, this guy's know what he's talking about. That's bullshit. That's right. Like, what, what, what stands out for you? No, just, just explain me how you see it. Because your vision is different than my vision and that's what I can learn from. Sure. So the way I see it based on the information that I know is if my whole life changes by the execution of this project, then it really just comes down to if that is the goal 
and the other person I'm assuming is capable based off of what I know, then my attention should be spent on optimizing getting this done while putting enough time and energy into how can I fill the gaps financially? And those are really the only two things I need to actually focus on to move forward in the you know mid to short term, meaning you know a week to, to three months. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I personally see it. So how does that land for you? Yeah, that's, that's I think that's uh, the main part of it because um, I, I feel that 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 big um, partnership and that big company creating that that's that's really where where I want to be. That's also the place where I really want to uh, focus on. Got it. So in that case, when we look at okay, so what's standing in the way of that? Because it seems pretty clear. Like this is what I want. Okay, you seem to know these steps involved because you're like, even if I had the capacity to hire out, I know, like, I would know what to tell them, I know how to delegate it, mm -hmm. right? So the, the, the what seems pretty clear. Okay, so then what would you, if you had to guess, what would you say is actually getting in the way of executing that piece? Only the fear of uh, uh, not uh, thriving this month. Of not thriving this month. Yeah. Okay. So fear of not thriving this month. Okay, so let's define that further. What what do you define as thriving? Then the, um, the income is totally secured. Um, everything is paid for and everything is, um, uh, what we need to invest can be invested. Okay, so it's like living expenses are paid for. Um, the, you know, the money is coming in like that piece is, is secure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is that really thriving or is that surviving for the short term? Uh, both because it's, it's surviving, but it's also uh, getting to um, invest in more, in, in, in better ways, better people, better systems. Okay. And is that really necessary for this project to move forward yes because it's it's too big got it okay so the project overall is too big which is why you want to condense the 86 hours into mm -hmm. one hour yeah. okay and i don't have the resources to make that happen with delegation so it's it's growing in both physical scope and mental scope yep. okay but i also need to get my bills paid this month Yep. Okay. So in that case, I would go back to the distinction between, because your statement was like, I have a fear of not thriving this month. Okay. Given your priorities right now, is thriving more important than surviving? Yes. Okay. How so? Because, um, um, I can survive on lower levels. That's no problem. And I, the, the thriving is um, um, getting um, beyond the, the threshold. No, it's um, it's growing fast at this moment. So 
and there's a, a how do you call that it's a uh, it's a, a, a bandbreite what's in the english bandbreite <laughs> it's a, 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 a stretch band and it mm -hmm. needs to be in the um, in the right space it needs to like not in, in stretch too strong okay Okay. So it's either it can't be pushed too far, or it, if it's not pushed at all, there, it's just loose. It has to be in that kind of middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes. Okay, got it. So in that case, is thriving, like your definition of thriving is being in that optimal zone. Yeah. Okay. And in that optimal zone is your time, your energy towards the project, and then is it also contributing money to fund this project or no? Um, well, um, uh, if there's money, there's more time, because mm -hmm. you can uh, uh, hire people. Mm -hmm. So there's the uh, discrepancy. This, the, how do you call it? Discrepancy? No. Discrepancy. Uh, yeah. Discrepancy. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. So this fear of not thriving this month, if you were to say i would only survive this month would that be acceptable or unacceptable unacceptable okay why because surviving is just surviving okay and how would you define surviving in that instance just staying alive and eating <laughs> okay and in terms of like financially getting your stuff okay this month how would you define surviving from that perspective i don't know um there, there's no problem of surviving in that place that's uh, secured so all the systems all the work that's that's secured that's no problem what about your like individual situation right like this month at the end of june for me to just stay afloat there's not a lot of access like i'm not you know going out and partying type of deal but just I, i've survived this month would that be acceptable or unacceptable um not acceptable i i need to thrive okay there's so also, you know, know there's also, and, um, and uh, it's now the right moment for what? For this expansion, for this thriving. Right now. Right now. Okay, so it's not the right moment to thrive right now in June when I am in this situation, correct? No, it's it's now the right moment to thrive and to let it grow. It needs to grow. Oh, sorry. Okay, it's the right moment to skyrocket at this. Yes. Project. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, but the realities of the project are, it is you know, limited by the resources of the parties involved, mm -hmm. right? So you said it was three to six months away from execution. Yeah. Okay. Based off of current, not just your resources, but the resources of your partners. Oh, maybe there's, let's see, wait a moment. Sure. There are some more partners. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No more partners. That's not the only, the more partners to Oh, yeah. Yep. Got it. So the reason why I'm asking you these questions and what's coming up for me and kind of what, what I can reflect back to you is 
it's always like when I ask the questions to me, what's coming out is there is this conflict of different thoughts, different ideas that always seem to be at odds with each other. And your course of action, as you've mentioned at the beginning is more or less, I just kind of stay still. I go in 10 different directions, but really I go nowhere. And then I contemplate why I'm not being focused. Okay. When, when I dig deeper, it's like, well, there's a clear path to like the faster this gets done, then, you know, so what to me, it's like, I'm, I'm basically inquiring what is at odds? Well, what different parts of you are at war internally? And when you said, I have this fear of not thriving this month. So given the limited resources of yourself, of the team, of the projects, the timelines, like it, it's just, it's impossible to say, okay, we can squeeze 86 hours into one, given the resources that we have and the constraints that we have. Yet in my mind, anything beyond that is completely and utterly, or sorry, anything under that is completely and utterly unacceptable. If all I did this month was just focus on this, cover my basics, like stay afloat, that's completely unacceptable. Yet from the outside looking in, I'm like, you know, you're starting this whole new thing. Everything's brand new. I mean, that actually seems pretty, you know, acceptable to me. And obviously I'm not in your situation. So by all means, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so how does that land for you when you hear that reflector back? Well, that lands for me that you're, you're correct. For me, it's, it's not acceptable. And I notice in this conversation that there is a possibility to attract different partners so it can be um, uh, how do you call that trived no you can accelerate with, with new partners yeah correct yeah so if you wanted to thrive time-wise and resources if you attract other people you can condense that 86 hours back down correct yeah yeah for me it's not acceptable that's just <laughs> staying at the same level just the surviving and no so i need to get get those partners on board. Okay, so then in that case, if that is unacceptable, that's where my standards are at. When you now look at your situation as far as, okay, I'm gonna get distracted by shiny things, etc. How do you feel in this moment with regards to your focus? Well, uh, the shiny objects, they're just distractions and uh, getting an extra partner inside, that's, that's the big shiny object that needs to be in. <laughs> Okay, so it's like that. Because that's in focus with the, the core business. Got it. To have those extra resources to, to mm. actually get this done. Okay. And it's connected. Yeah. And to me, as you were like, as you shared that, you know, I'm taken back to what you said at the beginning, like when you work with your clients and it's like, they just want more, 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 more right? To me, it sounds like I'm actually locked into that same mindset state of like, well, I just want to thrive more. We need to get more done. More is like not enough is getting done. And staying in that thought pattern of not enough is getting done, from my vantage point, it just keeps you locked into a standstill. I just then don't move. I just keep looking for things to reinforce me standing here. Whereas now it's like, well, hold on, maybe we can just pull somebody else in and, and actually accelerate from three months to two months or, you know, whatever the, the case might be. 
so how does that land for you with it's regard? Good. I, I can feel it it's good <laughs> it's flowing okay and how does it feel like as, as an embodied experience how does it it's, feel it's flowing it's like woof. okay okay good awesome Anything else that's coming up for you as far as this particular issue? No, it's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, volunteering to, to do that. I know it's not easy, especially in this uh, type of instance. Um, and what I would just want to like highlight here is, you know, we all do this, right? Like the easiest person to lie to is ourselves, right? And, and you shared like with the rituals and, and having the group dynamic here, that mirror is so important because without the mirror, right, it's like, it's very hard to see the label if you're inside the bottle, right? Like you can look and you can like see different <laughs> angles or whatever, but it's, it's very hard to actually witness what's happening from the outside, right? But having that mirror, having that witness, having somebody facilitate, okay, well, let's, let's just like, my feelings are not locked into this, which is why it's always easier for us to, you know, give advice rather than take our own advice. Yes. Um, I think that was a perfect example of how that can operate in that capacity. So I just want to thank you uh, for being open to that and, uh, you know, answering my questions, which I know sometimes can be quite annoying to answer. No, it's good um, because um, um, that's the, the place you need to be. Um, being in a place that you don't know, uh, what, what what are the questions? What's what's asking? Uh, what do you ask for me? I don't understand. There's something can shift. Correct. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we were able to make at least the, the shift because, you know, my sentiment was from the beginning. I'm like, it kind of sounds like you know what you need to do, right? Like <laughs> it, it, it didn't seem like clarity was, was the issue or like knowledge was the issue. It just seemed like you were looking in the wrong place. So I'm glad that came out for you. Um, so anything else that you want to bring up as far as this is concerned or you feel? Yes. It's good? You're done right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So in that case, um, where can people find more about you or who ideally, or rather, or, and who ideally do you uh, help? What's what's your ideal person that, you know, so, can come uh, talk with Cohen, all that good stuff? Yeah, it's, it's talk with uh, Cohen.com. Uh, and uh, I, uh, the main part why I work is professional coaches and trainers because I've got a lot of experience as coach myself, but also a lot of experience in the online marketing and all the sales funnels. So I can really uh, look into their business, what their goals are, and which path they need to, uh, to, to, to walk. Because a lot of people, they do everything on Facebook uh, campaigns, LinkedIn campaigns, but they don't need it because they only need a good sales funnel for a call or a group Zoom call or what else. So don't get attracted to all the possibilities and just see this is this is the way I need to find my my uh, audience. Love it. Yeah, that's a core component of uh, what I talk about as well. It's like, don't worry about, you know, the ads and the funnels and all of that. Like, <laughs> no. you know, get, get, get to like your 10K norm first with what's what's in front of you. And then you can worry about scaling if that's what you want to do at that point. Because that's you the other want to do Because that's also a good question. Correct. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of headaches that come with going beyond <laughs> that point, right? And sometimes you'll find that you find, like you can potentially make more money, like keep more profit at 10K than you do at 20K, depending yes how you grow your team or what you decide to do after that. So yeah, or the right uh, audience is going to the high tickets and it's totally different to the ball game. Correct. So awesome. 
Love it. Well, go check it out. So it's talkwithcohen.com, uh, correct? And Cohen is C-O-E-N. And yes. Yes. Okay, I'll include it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for being open to that. Thank you very much for you know being that beacon for others. And uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to seeing this three-month project being condensed into one yes. now. Oh, you will notice it, I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Let's go.